0: Hey guys, if you like listening to us, um, you can follow us on Twitter or email us. Follow us on Twitter at writer, W-R-T-R, bagel, B-A-G-E-L, basket, B-S-K-T, on Twitter, or email us, writersbagelbasket, at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to do. Submit fan art. Submit a logo. Do anything, because we want to hear from you. And if you have show suggestions, email them hi guys it's me scott and it's me dwight so this episode uh we talk about a little show called it's always sunny in philadelphia and the subject matter is less than favorable
1: well as with most things on it's always sunny they kind of they they find the they find the line in the sand and they obliterate it and just roll all over it
0: and the subject matter neither myself nor dwight Agree or condone. It is, It's very dark humor. Yep. So if you are easily offended, you do not have to listen to this episode, and we will be back in a week. But if you love it, and you love It's Always Sunny, and you know what we're talking about, you can listen. <laughs>
1: listen and uh, yeah, leave us a, a comment or a note saying that you enjoy it and would like more or less. Let us know gonna record a podcast wrote a musical for a podcast how you doing with this podcast hey scott how you doing hey dwight i wrote a musical and we're gonna perform it on the podcast okay let me just read this okay go through it i have
0: notes uh
1: uh, notes yeah yeah uh uh, notes on what
0: yeah so um where it says that i do first off why am i supposed to be a ninja ballerina
1: well, Scott, I just think that that embodies you as a person, and uh, it's just the character that's integral to the
0: story. Scott, why am I also a rabbi? Scott, could I be a cop? Scott, if you keep on talking, I swear I am up to here, Scott. Could I be a a, a dog that's all? Keep crust? on talking. I'm up to here,
1: Scott. I'm up to here. I want to be down here, Scott, but you're gonna be up here. Can you just please calm down, Scott,
0: and stop making me freak out? I wrote the musical, Scott. Did Can you write I do a musical? This naked? Did Scott? Did, but I just want to say, in the 70s, they all performed nude. Did Scott come to
1: Dwight with a podcast musical? No, Dwight came to Scott with a podcast musical, so you're going to perform it as written, okay? Hey everybody, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. We're, this week, it's
0: it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Nightman Cometh. Season 4, episode 13? Correct. It's in the basket, the Writer's Bagel Basket. That's how you do it, it's been forever. I know, right? Tamey! Because if you were going to be some lame suburban dad, why couldn't you have been that for me? Correction Homer, you're the second. That's right, Mr. Peabody! Quiet, you. Pizza, pizza, pizza! Ah! I'm so excited! I'm so... so Ever banged an entire bachelorette party, baby? There was time now. There was... was all the time I needed. Welcome to Riders Bagel Basket. I'm Scott Kerlin. And I'm Dwight Stearns. <laughs> so we it's January. Yeah. Duanuary. That's that's
1: <laughs> the new theme song. Deal with it. I just wrote it right now. So Hashtag uh, musical.
0: So uh you are a huge fan of a little program that I've only watched the first six seasons out of twelve mm-hmm. <laughs> called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
1: That is correct. It's always sunny in Philadelphia is one of the darkest shows on tv so it's funny also one of the most hysterical shows on tv and it's um it's so it's a show on fx uh starring charlie day rob McElhaney.
0: M- 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 haney uh michael hennie
1: glenn howerton um caitlin olsen Olson, and the man danny, danny DeVito. devito uh so this is a uh a half an hour comedy show that is insane like the things that they do and get away on the show spoiler alert for the upcoming this episode there's a lot of dark th- topics to don't get worry I have up the explicit button on okay. this so i'm just saying like, they're warned it, it gets horrible
0: well i find it funny because your favorite episode and my favorite episode are they're different episodes mm-hmm. um but this is yours i it this is one
1: of my favorites. I don't know if it is my favorite. Mine kind of waffles back and forth. This one I thought would have made is the best one for talking about on a podcast.
0: Yeah. My favorite is Lethal Weapon 5 where they recreate Lethal Weapon. And in one scene, uh, Rob McElhenney, Mac is yep, Mac. is is uh, uh, Murtaugh mm-hmm. and... And he's uh
1: Then they switch in between And then he's in, in Blackface. Takes. Yeah, he goes to Blackface for the whole because in the whole in that episode they do, get into a whole argument about whether or not blackface is classy and Lawrence Olivier did it and Othello and that's classy and uh, but yeah. it isn't. And you said you haven't seen Lethal Weapon Six. Well have no, to watch I that at some point. Yeah. That's good. That's funny. So
0: and and then I I thought you were gonna go with Lethal Weapon Six uh, Lethal Weapon Five mm-hmm. and then then you said Nightman and Cometh and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Like I said, Nightman and Cometh is like a perfect encapsulation of this show and just like the different characters working with each other and um misunderstandings and the dark, dark, dark humor.
0: It it also gives like a hint into Charlie's past, which is we'll get there, but it's yeah. oh,
1: It's not good. I, I, I. Um
0: one of my favorite things about it's
1: always sunny in philadelphia in general is it super rewards long time viewing um this this episode the night man cometh is actually a callback to a i believe it's a season two episode it is season two where um they they all try to start bands
0: and so dennis and charlie
1: uh, yeah, but well Charlie Mac and, and Frank start a band and then Mac and Frank kick Charlie out and so Charlie's all dejected and he starts writing songs uh in his in his room with the huffing paint and the um the curtains are drawn and Dennis comes in and the two of them then write Day Man together because Dennis loves his uh eighties glam rock and, and Charlie yeah, and, and Charlie is really, really dark with his lyrics. <laughs> so they write that song then and then in this episode two seasons later we get a full-blown musical based off of that one
0: song the night uh day man and this is the night man cometh and i love okay so one thing that i noticed on this viewing is that they they started to model the waitress who is charlie's obsession mm-hmm. her haircut is now starting to match charlie's mother oh really yeah like uh, okay i can see that and and like when he says like will you marry me I know we skip all over with this, but... That's at the end. <laughs> I'll, I'll point that out later, but something in there just made me trigger that, like, he sees the waitress more of, as, like, a mother that he wants to take care of him. And, I can see that. And less as, like, a romantic thing. Well,
1: Charlie's relationship with the waitress is obviously one-sided in general, but it's and also... Stalkery. like oh Like, yeah, clearly. It's also super just... Uh, obviously he's a stalker obviously it's incredibly unhealthy but it's so much him going for like he's trying to obtain something that he doesn't even fully understand and they've actually touched on that on more recent episodes on more recent seasons like him and the waitress there's one episode called flowers for charlie where they do a flowers for algernon experiment on charlie and making him smart and he immediately starts to deject the uh reject the um Waitress, and then there's another one even later where him and the waitress finally sleep together, and after the fact, like, she kind of gets into it, and he's like, oh my god, I've made a huge mistake. One of those, like, immediate instant regrets of, like, I've obtained my unobtainable goal, and then immediately hates it. So, Charlie's relationship with the waitress is arguably the crux of this episode that we watched, but it's not the focal
0: point also i love that it's his real life wife who plays the waitress <laughs> which
1: is awesome like uh because yeah charlie and um what's her name it's, uh, it's elizabeth elizabeth's it's not elizabeth kelly but uh, whatever charlie and the waitress are married in real life and so are mac and d yeah uh in married in real life which is awesome and glenn howard and his wife has been on the episode as well um do you remember the dennis method or the dennis system yeah. episode the woman that he's romancing in that one pl- is played by um Glenn wife? Howard and his real life wife. Because
0: in that same episode, doesn't he also sleep with the waitress? Was it
1: uh, not in that episode? Okay. But ha- Dennis has slept with the waitress, and so has so Frank. so has Mac, and so has Frank. They've all everyone oh, else. Ma- when did Mac? Um, there was it was called I think the episode I believe was called Max Bang and the Waitress, oh, and okay. it's just about uh, Charlie had enlisted Mac to start spying on the waitress, and he ended up just sleeping with her, which is that the was the joke for the longest time. Was everybody else has had sex with the waitress except for Charlie. <laughs> but the nightman cometh yep so the movie episode opens do you guys still do it like this do you still break down the whole episode I haven't yep. been on this forever so I don't know how that, we'll how do it and anymore. we'll
0: do it however you want okay
1: well then this has been Reiner's Bagel Basket I give it 13 out of 13 we're done <laughs> Nope, oh okay. Fine. Uh, stop undoing your chains.
0: I don't know why you invite me in your home and then you tie yourself <laughs> let up myself
1: get chained up. I don't know that's a weird, weird joke. Uh, <laughs> right. no, so it starts off with Charlie coming out very much like how we started this episode. He's written a musical, and uh yeah, the song he
0: he sings for it
1: is so weird. <laughs> uh, all I remember is some other musical stuff. it's like music and
0: singing and do and some other
1: musical stuff. It's very funny.
0: <laughs> and uh so he wrote parts for everyone. Yep. And these are the only people he knows. <laughs> and they always say that he's like an idiot, but how can he play the piano? That that's actually brought up in the very first episode with um
1: Dayman where he like he's never played a piano before but he just sits in front of it and he's like, This makes sense to me and he just like gets like he's like an idiot savant for that type of stuff. He just gets how the piano works. <laughs> Jeez. So that's yeah. They don't really explain it, but in real life, Charlie Day is like a very good pianist. Yeah,
0: isn't he like a trained classical pianist? I think so. It's something yeah. like that.
1: He's really good at it.
0: Um, what what I love is when they're going through the roles, and <laughs> and uh, D- Dennis is like, "Wait, why can't I be the hero? Why can't I be the?" And he's politely saying, "Because D is the main character, and you two would have to make out."
1: Yep. Which is just creepy, yeah. Because yeah, D is the main uh, female role, and he wanted Charlie wanted Mac to play uh, the boy, which we'll get into. Yeah, and Dayman, who then becomes Dayman, um, and the two of them make out. But uh, Mac and D, are sorry, Mac and uh, Mac and Dennis end up switching roles, much to Charlie's chagrin. Nothing goes well for Charlie in you, this.
0: Do you think that? He wanted Dennis to be the nightman, not just because it's D who's playing the princess, but because at this point Mac didn't sleep with the waitress. Do you think um, it's it's like a subliminal like or like That's possible. I think he might have at this point, but I think that the I
1: also think the reason that he wants Dennis to be the nightman is there are many later episodes where it's heavily implied that Dennis is some sort of like serial killer. Like
0: well, there's the there's the um his doppelganger. Is the... Oh, the uh, the child molester or <laughs> yes. the pedophile. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, that one was funny. Yeah,
1: <laughs> with the, the where they like fat Dennis. Fat Dennis. They put up the picture of him and had just the mustache and he was fat and that was hysterical.
0: Um, so yeah, one character they always bring back who I love is Artemis. Artemis
1: is great. She's the um, she's my favorite reoccurring character. I know people like the McPoyles and stuff like I, that, but I love Artemis. It's Artemis is tied so funny. between.
0: Artemis and Rickety Cricket. Oh, Cricket's Oh, I forgot about Cricket in this one.
1: Cricket's great. Um my favorite little trivia bit about Cricket is he's played by um David Hornsby, yep. which is the the a producer on the show. So he like he's written and um he I don't think he's directed, but he's written a bunch of like Cricket centric episodes and it's just the thing the dejection or the um the degrading things that they do to Cricket is Watching his arc is so funny.
0: He's also married to Emily Deschanel. Really? Yep.
1: The Zoe's little sister?
0: Yeah, our older sister. Older? Bones. Really?
1: She's on Bones. <laughs> oh, okay. I've I've only seen her in a couple of things, and I just know her because <laughs> right, she's related to Zoe.
0: She's Bones on Bones. Um, oh. See, I always
1: thought David Boreanaz was Bones on Bones. His
0: character's name is Booth, I think.
1: Man, I've never seen Bones. Yeah. But that's just me being sexist. <laughs> Which is not appropriate.
0: Well, she's like a bone doctor who like examines like dead. Do they bone? They get married. Yeah. So they bone on bones. Yeah, they bone on bones. Cool. That's what that's what the book, the behind the scenes book should be. <laughs> it's called boning on bones. <laughs> bone on bones. Anyways, it's always sunny. It's always sunny. Um But yes, Artemis has
1: translated Charlie's script because it's been established at this point that Charlie is illiterate and he can't write he just writes in symbols and stuff like that. So what? Artemis has um turned Turn my words into something you might find a bit more um, legible or readable. She actually put
0: words to it. <laughs> <laughs> and what what I think of his relationship with Artemis is like he's a kid and she's like the babysitter. Because <laughs> she still writes the script in crayon. Yeah. It, it's written in crayon. Oh, was it? I didn't yeah. actually. Which, I've never noticed that. Which I loved. That's so um, good. And then Dee has notes. She's like. Yeah, I don't like these songs. Well, we, we cut to them
1: singing Dee's song and the lyrics in Dee's song are Tiny Boy, Little Boy, Baby Boy, I Love You. And Dee's issue with it is it sounds like she wants to have sex with a young child. Rightfully so. That <laughs> she does not <laughs> like this at all. Oh my god, this show is so dark. Like I said, I picked this one because I just, it's I it's it's one of like the better episodes oh, not, yeah. not that there's that many bad episodes what about green man i <sighs> see that episode heavily features the McPoyles, so i'm not a big fan of the mcpoils
0: i just like one of the mcpoils i like jimmy simpson who uh was on uh psych and he was on uh westworld don't
1: get me wrong i love the actors who play yeah. the mcpoils and i i like their portrayal of them the, the mcpoils just gross me out and i don't enjoy watching them anything with like Margaret licking her lips is nasty. Have and, you like, seen
0: the actress who actually plays her? Oh, she's very she's, she's beautiful. beautiful.
1: <laughs> she's, she's gorgeous. And, like, when they, like, drink milk and it the spills all milk. over them <laughs> and it's so
0: gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the music for Tiny Boy, Baby Boy, all of the music, all the songs sound like, like Sondheim. It sounds like a Sondheim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do-do-do. Do-do-do.
1: Do-do-do-do. Stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Um. I just I love uh, oh, uh, Frank. Frank is like, hey, who's playing the troll? You're playing the troll. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Do I get to be naked in the
1: '70s? Everybody did theater naked. <laughs> yeah, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Danny DeVito. Watching the first season of the show, season of the show, it's very good. But as soon as Danny DeVito joins, it takes on a whole new life, and he is such a perfect addition to this cast. Yeah
0: it felt like something was missing in the first mm-hmm. season. Like, I mean, you had a, a few great episodes, like Charlie's dying. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as soon as they added Frank, yeah. like he was great. So I perfect. do feel bad that I haven't, like I missed the last six years.
1: It's good. It's all on um, Hulu. If you have yep. Hulu, it's, it's all there. It, it's Danny DeVito is so good. He's not that everyone else on the show is bad. Um, and I think I've talked about this before, how there are certain actors who are really, really, really good sitcom actors, mm-hmm. and Danny DeVito is totally oh, it's one Louis of them. Louis De Palmo. Exactly. Taxi was so yeah. good. Um, I think I've talked about this... Have I ever talked about um, Caitlin Olson guest starring on New Girl on yep. this show? Yeah, that, that's exactly it. Like Everyone on the show is great, and so Danny DeVito is just another level of awesome that yeah, adds to cause this. because he
0: has the experience. And I feel like mm-hmm. that comment of saying in the 70s we were all nude. Well, he was in not he wasn't just in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest the movie, mm-hmm. but he was in the original Broadway cast and his character Martini, they couldn't have him be naked in the movie, but his character always had a had, had a Johnny on and his butt was sticking out. Uh, and I think that was a comment on that. That's probably it. And if that is that is brilliant.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's funny.
0: Also, DeVito, he's a very smart and like intelligent man mm. and he can play an idiot like there's no tomorrow frank
1: reynolds is the most disgusting creature on the face of the planet and i every every scene that he's in i love because he's just so such a degenerate and everything about him is amazing and danny devito plays him perfectly so when he, danny devito asks who's playing the troll it's just like it's you <laughs> obviously it's you who else would it be it's clearly going to be you you are the troll you are the disgusting human being who is the troll and <laughs> yeah yeah I, I hate to say it, but the songs are so catchy. They really are. When we were, I, I don't know how mu- I don't know how much you've watched it. When we were watching this together um, for the for the show, I just wanted to sing all the songs because I know them all. It's 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 ridiculous. Tiny I've, boy. I've, I've, little boy, baby boy, I need you. Ooh, ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, touch you, boy,
0: boy, oh, boy, oh
1: boy. It's so gross. But I, funny.
0: I also love, like, how meta it is for theater. Like, well, I have notes. I think that, it, yeah. And how upset the director gets. And Charlie just I'm, I'm up to here. I'm up to here.
1: And, like, when he's talking with D in that point, because she wants to cut the song because she thinks it's talking about her having sexual relations with a underage baby. Um, <laughs> he starts, he, she... Like so, she kind of like does like a power play. Not, she doesn't do a power play. She does like a can we cut the song type thing. And she's starting off really like, thank you, Charlie. This is really sweet. And then like. Charlie just slowly turns up the. Did he write a musical? No, Charlie wrote a musical, and he just like slowly, like boil, like his boiling comes to like a a boiling point, and he like explodes at her. He's being like, "No, you will do the song." He's like, "We can we can either cut the song because I wrote it, Artemis can play the song because I wrote it, or I can put on a wig and perform
0: myself because I wrote it, and or we so- can cut the damn song." Yep. What would you want? Like? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do I'll, I'll do the song. What? You'll do the oh, song? Yeah, yeah. of course. I was never not going
1: to do the song. So it's just so funny. And like having been in musical theater, uh, yes. Yeah. That's so funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, because in high school, uh, my school did Sweeney Todd, which. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I was one of the producers, well, a publicist, producer. I, I was doing the backstage stuff, mm-hmm. but I ended up being the understudy um, to one of, to the judge i believe okay because the guy who was the understudy of Swinney and the judge basically pulled a d's like i'm not doing it and they called his bluff and he he was out He walked, yeah so like i was secret swing <laughs> okay just in case so yeah Fine. um so i yeah, related yeah, to pe- that people
1: have that that something very similar happened to me like i we were doing oklahoma and um i had done chicks
0: and geese <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't remember anything from Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. I really don't. I, I hated it so much. But um, the guy who played Will was being a like total diva for the entirety of the show. Like, I don't want to sing badly because I, I like my voice, blah, blah, blah. And so they eventually, like, in the a uh, couple weeks before, it, they were like, Dwight, we may have to have you step in. And it got to the point where they finally called his bluff. He walked, and they were just like, Dwight, will you do this? And I was like and i hated it i hated every second of it i can't stand that show Chicks and... all i remember is uh fringe on i, top I is... got to kansas city on a friday and now our podcast
0: been content flagged <laughs> sorry
1: i moving on anyways it's always funny yeah um it's funny
0: well it's not youtube they're not gonna flag us on a yeah, podcast um unless we put it on youtube please don't do it um <laughs> Cause I know there's like third party people who's like, yeah, I like this. And they put it on YouTube. Have anyone actually done that with not us? Not for us. Oh, okay. No, we're not that famous. I was going to say, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, but fair enough. We're, we're not the Simpson girls. <laughs> no. We don't do the Simpsons podcast. Uh um, so yeah, with the songs, um, I love Mac. I think Mac is my favorite in this because he thinks Mm -hmm. he's gonna be like evil and very like everyone's gonna be terrified of him, and he's just so funny. It's like I gotta put my cat eyes.
1: Well, yeah, because when he's reading the script, because he's originally gonna be Dayman, and he's reading, he's like, "I've changed my mind. I am the Nightman." And Dennis is like, "What? Why?" And he goes, "Well, Nightman's badass man. He's got cat eyes and does karate across the stage." Where does he say (laughs) that in the script? So the entire time he's obsessed with getting gasps from the audience, and he's gonna put in his cat eye contacts and do. His, his Mac moves across the stage, and it's so funny.
0: I think my favorite line from Mac is when he goes, Hey, Frank, can you make a call? And he's like, I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> For the cat yeah, I nice. got.
1: So good. That's like such a small little awesome detail.
0: Yeah. Every... Okay, so... Yeah, the more I talk about this episode, it makes me sad that I that I like just stopped watching it. Yeah, oh, like, you gotta
1: catch up. It's so good. I
0: know. It's because I just got like busy with other stuff. I know... I was watching it a ton and I got behind in psych. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to catch up with psych when that was in its final season. Yep. And then I just never, man, it's always sunny. It's never going to end. I know. It's so good. <laughs> and those guys are always going to be like millionaires. From oh it. yeah. And I mean, they're,
1: they're doing so much other stuff at this point. Like Caitlin Olsen's on the Mick. Um, Charlie days, a movie. Yeah. He actor. does. He does. a. he's been in like a Pacific rim and he did, um, horrible Fit...
0: bosses. Was he in horrible bosses? One and two. Yep. Um, also, he's hosted SNL like twice. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. He was great. Oh no, crap! He's um, he's fantastic. Because DeVito and... shows up, he's like, ah, I've hosted this show like four times. You gotta you gotta sell some sex, kid.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And like, um Glenn Howardin was in the first season of Fargo, and he's done a couple other like serious things.
0: Yeah, Glenn Howarden on Fargo, he was the guy who gets tied to the tied to like it's like a stairmaster or yeah. a treadmill or something I like that. I think it's an exercise
1: bike. Yeah, it's something it's. Some sort of exercise equipment.
0: The only one who hasn't really done anything is Mac. Uh, Well, he's more
1: behind the scenes right, stuff. He, he's directing the Minecraft movie. Yeah. Which he's... is insane. And he's
0: produced so many shows for FX now. Mm-hmm. I think he was like a secret producer on like the first season of Fargo. Like they didn't. I wouldn't be surprised. That's probably. Yeah, probably. it makes yeah. a lot of sense. He has so much stake like in, in FX. Yeah.
1: Um, I think he's a producer on the Mick as well.
0: He cause... definitely is. Yeah because it's his wife exactly like, yeah. um so what i love is charlie in the rehearsals he's he gets more artsy and and like a director dressy yeah,
1: he's wearing all black he's got a beret
0: the the beret is my favorite mm-hmm. or like it's like a conductor's hat. Yeah, It's it's a hat but of some sort yeah he is charlie day in this episode is perfect oh yeah yeah um so, so
1: let's get to the next sequence, and this is where things are gonna start take a turn, and like I said, I'm i mean seriously like trigger stuff like, like things of that nature. So um, Frank's rehearsing his song.
0: If you wanna get the boys' whole, boy. you gotta pay the troll toll.
1: <laughs> and so yeah, he's he's mistaking the word "soul" for "whole," or he's just pronouncing it incorrectly. And so there's this whole sequence where they're talking about the nightman coming in and um aring the dame or R-ing the little boy. Let's and just say
0: taking his innocence, taking
1: his innocence. Yes, uh, the sex act—it's um, v- <laughs> wicked, crazy. inappropriate, and wicked, like disturbing. Just how like because they're all interpreting Charlie's script as if that is what's happening, and Charlie's like, no, he's coming in, and he's he's just taking the essence of him type of deal. So this is like, in Charlie's mind, this is what you were talking about earlier. Yep. In Charlie's mind, this is just a natural thing that, that has happened, and it's a part of his story, and it kind of goes back to his childhood, where you can super see the um, parallels of the boy being Charlie, and then the troll being like Uncle Jack, and the Nightman, I would argue, is um, Uncle Jack's like persona at night, right. because there's a lot of... Um, just dark, gross backstory see, to, of the Uncle Jack character doing remember, inappropriate things to Charlie. I
0: couldn't remember if Uncle Jack was his actual uncle, yes, or it, or if it was like his mom's boyfriend, Uncle Jack.
1: No, it's his mom's brother. Okay, uh, they they talk about it multiple times. Okay,
0: I forgot about it. Yeah. it. It's been a while. Um, so yeah, I I wasn't sure if like Uncle Jack did stuff or pimped him out. Or... It, it see th- this this makes it
1: seem like he was kind of like people snuck in and like paid uncle jack and did things to young charlie which is so messed up. I think it's just that's that never comes up again so I think it's just implied that it's it was uncle jack doing it and cuz there's multiple times where uncle jack is like hey charlie you want to come over and have a sleepover? No uncle jack don't don't touch me. I don't ever want to be near you type of thing. So yeah, there's some um deep-seated emotional stuff there that's played for comedy and it works really well for a
0: comedy show they touch some really touchy dark stuff oh yeah like in season one they they dress up as terrorists
1: uh yes they do yeah (laughs) and and because like mac like burns his head so they wrap a towel around his head or something like that and they make a video yeah
0: so uh and then um Oh, one of my favorite Charlie ones is when he pretends to be crippled in a wheelchair and has a grizzled Vietnam <laughs> vet. and he's like, "I was in Viet, goddamn Nam." <laughs> um, it's the so, first episode with Frank. Yep. It, it's just the the subject of Dayman the musical. Like, shockingly, have you heard of this musical called Funhouse? Uh no. Very similar. Plot to okay. the nightman cometh. It won all these Tonys, but it it's a metaphor for a girl who has to come to grips with being abused. Oh, that's sad. And and yeah, the music apparently is phenomenal, but the story is just really sad, really dark and sad. Um, so nightman cometh whether it wanted to or not, it kind of predicted this musical in 2014 (laughs) or 2015, winning all of these Tonys.
1: Um, This, this episode
0: should have won a Tony. This episode was amazing. Yeah.
1: Uh, But so dark undertones aside, um, there are then many graphic talks between Mac and Dennis about how the penetration scene is going to be done because Mac was interpreting it as him coming in and having sex with Dennis and, Charlie did not agree with that at all. So they end up throwing a blanket over it, and um, Max has got a boner, and you know how it goes. <laughs>
0: Jesus. This is so dark. It's so dark. It's so dark.
1: Like I said, as I was watching it, I was like, oh my god, are we really going to do this? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's I, I all just, my fault. I'm I, sorry. I just
0: feel weird talking about it.
1: It does on the podcast. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. Because
1: it's just one of those things where it's like, while you're watching it, like it's fun. it's funny because it's so dark and so inappropriate like that's part of the reason what makes it so funny um because and and they lampshaded in the in the episode because once they're actually performing the play during d and dennis's song um at the end after they're supposed to have their loving embrace and it's super awkward because they're brother and sister and they don't want to touch each other um d then comes back out and sings an impromptu song about how just to be clear i did um just to be clear i did not have sex with a child no just to be clear, I did not write that song and have never had sex with a child, just to be clear. And then she starts singing about like, hey, I'm single. Come and come guys, come in, um Give me your number and yeah. stuff like that. So they, they lampshade that like, this is not us. We didn't want to do it. We get that it's really inappropriate and shockingly wrong.
0: Yeah. Like the weird thing is Charlie doesn't understand that it's wrong. And he, he it, it's like he's trying to cope with his pain. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, the first thing they say when he said he wrote a musical, they go, who's the mark?
1: Yep. Yeah. What, what's your ulterior motive for this? Yeah. Who, who's, who's the mark? Who are you trying to... And then, like, because... And Max even, like, who's this versus? Who are we fighting? Who are we doing this against? And
0: Charlie's like, no, it's not for any of that. But it's to get the waitress. Obviously. And so now, um, the waitress, the more I look at her, she kind of looks like... The woman who plays Charlie's mom is Missy Vaughn from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Really? Oh, yeah. my God. It's been forever. All I know is
1: her, her character's name is Bonnie. Yeah, like That much I remember.
0: But her, the way she looked back in, like, the 80s, she kind of looked like Charlie's mom. So, Charlie's
1: wife? or
0: uh, uh Charlie's... As the, waitress. the waitress. She looked like the waitress back in the 80s. So, like, I can kind of see why they would cast mm-hmm. uh, Missy Vaughn to be... I've never seen. You
1: mentioned this earlier. I've never thought about that interpretation, but that's a really good point. Like it's, it makes a lot of sense.
0: Because yeah, so he, Charlie stalks her and says, "Oh hey, I was looking for a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> oh, I dropped a hundred dollar bill under here." It's obviously the waitress sees right through
1: it, and so Charlie makes a deal with her that she'll come to his show, and he'll never
0: bother her again if she does it. So she she shows up. And oh man. So the actual musical, uh, we watched this with our wives, mm-hmm. and Haley, Haley's never seen this before. She had, never she? saw it, and she's like, "I can't wait to see this musical." She
1: was like enthralled by it. She's like, "I can't wait to see what how the actual musical goes."
0: Yeah, the musical is actually surprisingly good. It is. Um, I, I'm going to touch stuff. on that again,
1: <laughs> like just how good this musical actually is. But um, yeah, that's it's so funny, and the uh, one of my favorite parts of them actually putting on the play is there are multiple, multiple times that they break character. Like, there's a point where Mac is making a deal with Frank the Troll, and he's like, I forget what he says, but he, he he makes some sort of serious motion, and, like, he makes this hissing noise, and the audience laughs at him. He's just like, God damn it. Like, he, like, just breaks character, and, like, he's like, come on. And I love those moments. Like, there's a point where after all the songs have been sung and after um, Frank has sold uh, Dennis to the Nightman where Dennis just breaks free of, of his chains and he goes to grab a gun and it's just somebody opens up a door and sticks their hand out with a gun. That's so theater. And he's like, he's not looking at it and so he's like palming the wall trying to grab the thing. It's just so unpolished and hysterical and I love it.
0: Um, Yeah, we're definitely putting a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, in the actual musical... Frank's nose looks like a phallus I've never actually
1: looked at his nose I can see that because he has like these like terrible just like stuck on troll features well what
0: I'm wondering is was it supposed to be that or was it supposed to be a joke on his nose from Batman Returns
1: oh that's possible too yeah because he looked very penguin-esque in this yeah oh man
0: I, th- I think it was supposed to be a uh, commentary on the whole penguin thing. Yeah probably. Yeah,
1: yeah the no the penguin nose was terrible. Well yeah. not terrible but it was like so gross so obvious like Yeah. Like, grotesquely overdone.
0: Yeah. Um so the the waitress watching this musical is my favorite thing. The cutaways to her as she's
1: like <sighs> and then she's like checking the <laughs> I've been to many musicals musicals specifically high school musicals when mm-hmm. I was younger. A song will end, and if the show is bad, the first thing you do is take out your your um your program, program, and you see how many more songs are left, and that's what she was doing, and it was so funny. Every time she does it, I'm like, "Yep, I know those yep. feelings." I
0: did that with. Oh, I'm trying to remember. Um, oh, my friend and I, we went to this Christmas review that this theater in Worcester was doing, mm-hmm. like right before the theater closed. It was like their last show ever. Mm-hmm. And they did like a Christmas review where they just did Christmas songs, but it was so bad oh. that that as soon as a girl, uh, uh, a blonde girl, saying "I want an L- uh, rhinoceros for Christmas," dressed oh. as Shirley Temple, I just took out my my. Uh, they changed it from hippopotamus to rhinoceros. Hip- hippopotamus, <laughs> rhinoceros, whatever, whatever it was. The Shirley Temple song. I know what you mean. Yeah, I took out my uh, brochure, my playbill, and I was like. Oh, there's like 15 more songs it's
1: the worst so i, I know exactly what she was yeah. doing in this and it's, it's so yep. universal yep. i love it
0: um because i i turned to my friend i was like how many more songs he's like this is the second song <laughs> I <was> like, god <laughs> damn it no <laughs> um so oh yeah another last minute change that charlie did is he he said that he w- was not going to be playing the music mm-hmm. and they're like what so he brings in was it I think Gladys. Gladys. Her name's Gladys. Gladys. He brings
1: in Gladys, an old woman, who they've used before on the show. Um we talked about the Dennis System earlier. At the very end of that one, um Gladys is in it as well and she's playing um they're using her as a stand in for Dennis's grandmother for the, the Dennis System ploy. <laughs> And it's so funny. I love... Because she's so oblivious. She's, she was talking about Calvin Coolidge and this one. She's like, I knew Calvin Coolidge. He's like, I know. You've told me that a hundred times today. <laughs> Very funny. Um, Good stuff.
0: So, yeah. At the end of the musical, uh, Charlie comes out. And this is why I think that he sees the waitress more as a mother. I think he knows that his mom's time is, like, limited. And he wants, like, a mother figure because he says... "Um." Will you marry me not to bone? Um,
1: Please say yes and do not bone me. So he's like... Well, that that, sequ- that that line is, please say yes and don't embarrass me type of oh, deal. okay. Please say yes and do not bone me, will you,
0: Mary? Oh, I took that as, like, uh, it doesn't have to be anything. It doesn't like, have
1: to be sexual. It's just we have to, I want to be together. Ah, I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, that's why I thought, like, he sees her more as of, like, Mommy, will you take care of me? I can see
1: that as you an know. interpretation. Yeah. Um, I love before that sequence where he's lowered down from the uh, sky in a... um big sun chair and he's dressed all in yellow with a white top hat so it's so out of left field and before that they sing the whole um day man song which is it's a it's a updated version from the earlier episode
0: song and it's so good i love it yeah so um as said before i do love Anytime they try a new genre. I love when they did Lethal Weapon 6. Yep. And Le- oh, Lethal
1: Weapon 5. I- into Lethal Weapon. The Lethal Weapon 6 episode's great because it's all about them trying to get funding to finish Lethal Weapon 6. So they're going to different places and showing the movie. So good.
0: <laughs> um, and, but also, they do push the envelope way too much.
1: Yeah, if, if you're not into this type of humor, like, dark humor they do some really dark things in the show and i can totally understand people not enjoying it because of that there's one this is also going to get a little weird have you seen the one where d has a baby
0: no okay well there's, i'm guessing that's when she was really pregnant yeah she
1: was like caitlin olsen was really pregnant in real life and they wrote into the show we're having a baby and it turns out that it's she she wasn't planning on keeping it anyways it was for a sur- it was a surrogate thing um but in the next season she's trying to claim the baby to the fbi uh not the fbi sorry she's being investigated by the uh by the government and she's trying to claim the baby for tax write-offs or tax purposes and so she starts getting audited and in order to get around the audit they fake the death of the baby and it is like there's a point where they're they're doing a a funeral for a baby (laughs) with a child-sized coffin and frank says dennis he goes this is really dark. And then Desi goes, this is the darkest thing we've ever done. (laughs) The show gets really dark. Have you seen um, the houseboat episode? No. Okay. The houseboat episode is great because this is like one of the most famous, more famous quotes from the, the show about the implication because they're talking about getting a houseboat and going and taking girls out on the houseboat. And they're like, it'll be great. They'll have a few drinks. They'll realize they're on the open water. And then we'll get to go down, down below deck and get busy, you know, because of the implication. And Max like, what implication were you talking about? He's like, oh, no. It's just, you know, they're, they're looking out. They see, oh, there's nowhere for me to run. They, and I'm here with this strange man. I don't know. And, and <laughs> oh, my so, God. And they won't say no because of the implication. Oh, my and, and God. And Max's like, what, what are you implying that you're going to... to sexually assault these women he's like no of course i'm not going to if they say no they say no but they're not gonna say no because of the implication oh my god
0: it's so dark jesus the show
1: gets bad but it's so funny because you're laughing that's funny like it's, it's funny because what it's so weird in a in a world nowadays that's so like i don't want to say like hyper pc but there's a lot of things you can't say or do on... Oh, well, yes, you really can. Because, like, Two and a Half Men existed up until a couple of years ago, and they were, like, incredibly racist. And oh, I yeah. think that Two Broke Girls show is also really racist, which it, I think is also off at this point. It is. But regardless, like, it's just... The things that you can get that they can get away with that, like, are not appropriate topics is shocking to me. I guess it's probably because it's on FXX at this point. It's yeah. not even on the main FX channel. God, I love this show. Jeez. It's so funny. The character... Like the characters are so well defined, they are so just the worst people. The opening of this episode encapsulates that perfectly when they're talking about like, well, who are we going to? Who's the mark? What are we trying to do? And then. Charlie even talks about during the episode when he's saying, he's like, no, this is not where the gang makes it about them. This is about Charlie. And that's what they always do in this show is they will, something will happen and they all immediately internalize it and make it like, well, how does this affect me? I only care about myself and they're terrible people, but it's so funny.
0: Yeah. They described the show when they first premiered as Seinfeld on crack. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. Which the weird thing is, you have two Jerrys because Dennis and Mac are both the Jerry. True. Uh, the Kramer is Frank. Okay, yeah. And the George is Charlie. Charlie, and then Elaine, obviously, is D. Like It's, it's weird because Frank is like a combination of... <laughs> Newman and uh, Kramer. But see, well, see, but Frank wasn't in the original season, so I mean, he eventually
1: becomes the the Kramer because he's the the money man. He provides all the the money for them to get all their stuff done. Oh, it's so funny! I can't recommend the show enough. Like, if you're into dark, more lowbrow humor, this show is is it for you? Yeah, it's so good. I mean,
0: in society now, I mean, the stuff in the actual musical is very dark and mm-hmm. disturbing. And if you sit there and analyze it, yeah, if you take it at face value, you're just like,
1: oh, my God, I can't believe what they're saying or doing. <laughs> like, right.
0: But then you have like shows
1: like Black Mirror. I still haven't watched Black that
0: Mirror. It gets really gross, it, like really disturbing. And mm-hmm. like everyone talks about it, like around the water cooler at work. And you're like, well, not at my work. Yeah. But but like in offices, people are talking about really disturbing stuff. It's weird. <laughs> see, that that show also not playing it for laughs. They're playing it for the shock value. Well, right? yeah, because it's the black mirror is the black mirror that they hold up to society. Oh, I see. But this is kind of like a black mirror that they're holding up to society because because Charlie had this really traumatic experience, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know that he did, yeah, and everyone's like, it. "Jesus,
1: dude." Yeah, this is messed up. So, speaking of the musical, one of my favorite things about this episode in general is it's real life. Kind of counterpart during the writer strike of two thousand eight, two thousand seven, seven, eight, nine. It was around. Um, so it's always sunny. Obviously, had to go on strike as well because, excuse me, that's just what you do. And during that time, what they did was they went on a uh, theater tour. Um, they took the show. They literally took the Nightman Cometh and they went and they t- they toured it around America and they um, put on a stage production of this episode it was this episode with a couple of extra scenes written in and they performed the whole episode live in front of audiences and there's um youtube videos of it actually in um boston at the house of blues oh wow uh, yeah and I'm, I'm i'm so jealous that i didn't know that they were doing that because that would have been so cool to go and see and there's an interview with Danny devito talking about them doing this on the road and he talks about um, there was apparently a writer's strike that happened during his time on Taxi, and he had wanted to do this exact thing. Take the episodes of Taxi, go on on the road, and perform episodes live in theaters.
0: I'm guessing Andy Kaufman said no.
1: Probably. They could have done one without him, though. There was He wasn't in every episode, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah. Towards the end, he definitely wasn't. Yeah.
1: So, but still it's a really cool little piece of history about this episode as well as this was one of the only episodes they ever they they've performed live and that's really cool.
0: Yeah. So um the actress who plays the the waitress she oh. was on um uh, she played Fred Savage's wife on The Grinder. Oh cool. Fred Savage
1: directed a lot of episodes that's, of It's Always Sunny.
0: That's how he was able to get he wanted her cast from the very beginning. Mm-hmm and because he directed her so many times he's like she's the only one if you want me on the show yeah he
1: didn't want to do the show he didn't want to do the grinder i remember because he's like i like being behind the camera i'll only come out to act if it's a important or very cool so
0: i actually like the grinder
1: i heard it was great i don't know why it was canceled because all
0: good shows get canceled that's fair community
1: (laughs) well community got six seasons no movie yet, but yeah, I'm mean, waiting it'll... for that movie. But it, Community was on. Community had its had its run.
0: Yeah, but season four. So technically, is that the is... that the, the gas leak season? Uh, season four is the season where they fired Harmon. Yeah. and
1: then at the beginning of season five, they write it off as a gas leak. Yeah. They, were, they were like there was a, there was a gas leak last season. Everyone was weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, with it's always sunny, the show is dark. Mm-hmm. I mean. There are times where, when we were watching this episode, that I was getting a little uncomfortable. Like, maybe I'm just a prude. It's possible.
1: I didn't get uncomfortable on anything. I love this stuff so yeah. much. It's so uh, gross, so funny.
0: Um, but it it has become a show that has become part of the zeitgeist stuff. I mean, there's action figures. There's Funkos. There's bobbleheads. Yep. Like, um... Do we have it in here still? I had a uh, a talking
1: bobblehead of Charlie at one point for my wife. But I think it broke. I think it fell, and its head broke,
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it has had an impact on like society, and i I feel like in artistic medium, you can get away with more stuff, mm-hmm. like like us just talking about you're
1: talking about graphically simulating um I wasn't essentially... going <laughs> fair <enough>. talking about <laughs> oh, that Jesus is a lot like it's it's a lot more i don't want to say on the nose but it, it comes off as more uncomfortable and more um just stark i think as opposed to when you're doing it in a tv show like that and it's played for comedy we're not doing this for, like, we we're not talking about it for comedy like you know what i mean so we're not making a joke about it we're just commenting on it right so you Even can't though this is us. like
0: this is a comedy podcast <laughs> yes
1: but you know what i mean
0: not this episode, folks. <laughs> I, I told you trigger warnings. I know. I know. Uh, this is the stuff that Dwight likes. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, when we do a month of like stuff that I like, it's going to be like Golden Girl episodes and, and cheers. <laughs> and cheers a, isn't bad. I'm in a lot of Frasier. <laughs> Uh 15 West Wing episodes. Awesome. So, Scott,
1: how yeah. do you feel? about this show what we on a scale of one to 13 where do you rate this episode i, mean,
0: uh, I would say about a nine because i that stuff like makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. like um the, the the stuff with like charlie's past always made me uncomfortable on the show like his mom her ocd where she has to do something like what is so, it? Uh, she does something three times so Charlie won't die. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like all that stuff. And Charlie, Charlie has a character, he's he's my least favorite character because he makes me sad. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Yeah, my favorite character is is probably Frank or Mac. Oh, okay. Um.
1: Or Artemis like. Artemis is great. <laughs> Artemis and Frank eventually have a relationship,
0: and it's so messed up <laughs> and so funny. Um. So, <clears throat> yeah, I would say about nine because of I mean musical like when I first saw it I was like it was in college and I was like oh it's so funny they're so funny and then watching it now as a 30 year old man I was like oh <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah and yeah Um, so yeah I'm giving it a nine okay. nine out of 13 Nice.
1: 13 out of 13 home run this is yeah, so I, funny I love I, this I, I feel so like good. this entire month is like Oh yeah, shocking! That's thirteen one, out uh, of thirteen. No, no, the next one's not going to be that for me. I okay. can promise you. All right, but um, this I it's so funny. I think it's hysterical. I love the songs. I love the character work. I love the um the stage production stuff because that's always funny. And I just love the characters interacting with each other. And this is like one of the best episodes of Sunny. The one of Sunny's biggest issues is ending episodes, and I loved the ending to this one where it's just like you can go home. Nope oh, we're done like the waitress says no and just storms out and it's like oh well i i I'll, I'll you know, I never got that in writing so i'll I'll see you tomorrow and it's thirteen out of thirteen great episode all right, so what are we doing next week well this week we talked about a lot of you know degenerate stuff and and um, things that you could consider like trash and trash kind of and our potty talk and potty talk ends up in the sewer. And next month, we, next week, we are going to the sewer and we are visiting with four radical turtles because this is Dwight's month and one of my favorite things is the Ninja Turtles. So we are going to watch um, the classic 1987 Fred Wolf cartoon, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: All right. I'm Scott Kerlin. I'm Dwight Stearns. All right.